Hey there, and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. Excited to have you join me today as we continue this journey through the New Testament, looking devotionally at a portion of every chapter in in the New Testament scripture uh, every weekday. And today we are in Acts chapter 19. And uh, this is an important passage, an interesting passage. The first seven verses is our target text today as we consider the the Spirit as it comes upon these believers. And there's a few things about this text that I think are helpful for us as we think about the work and the ministry of the Spirit. Now, just a connection point. We're uh, currently preaching through parts of the book of Ephesians. And uh, in about a week and a half before this video drops, there's a sermon that I preach about the blessing we have in the, the sealing of the Holy Spirit, which is a ministry of the Spirit that coincides but is different than the, the baptism of the Spirit and that is different than the indwelling of the Spirit. And, uh, and they all happen simultaneously, but they are distinct and different. And that relates to this, this, this passage today. And let me show you what I mean. If you want to open up to Acts chapter 19, here's what we find starting in verse 1. It says, and it happened that while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. There he found some disciples. Think about that word for a second, disciples. We're going to talk about that. And he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said to him, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, into what were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him. That is Jesus. Time out. These disciples they find, these are disciples of of John. These are disciples of the baptism of John. These are disciples that are expectant of Jesus, that believe in Jesus in part, but they don't have the full picture. And so they were baptized into the baptism of repentance not into Jesus' baptism. They were baptized into John's baptism. They had an incomplete picture of the gospel. Let's keep going. It says, On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. There were about 12 men in all. Now, here's... Here's what I want us to kind of think about today as we talk about the, the, the Spirit and the baptism of the Spirit. We have this moment of baptism of the Holy Spirit. And there is a tension in how we, we understand the Spirit working because we, we see in the, the book of Acts, the Spirit, it, it comes progressively to the Jews and then to the Gentiles, just like salvation came first to the Jews and then to the Gentiles. And, and then oftentimes we look at a passage like this and we say, well, Do we have to have something happen after faith in Jesus by the Spirit? Does the Spirit come in and baptizing us, does that happen after, sometime after we have trusted in Jesus? And sometimes people will look at this text and say, well, I think it does. Look at Acts chapter 19. Look at these people. They they received the Spirit after they believed. Well, let's be slow to, to, to jump to that conclusion. Because what we actually have as we read this text is we have disciples, we, we have people who are, who are followers, but of what? Of Jesus and the expectation of Jesus. 
They, they have been discipled into the baptism of repentance, but not into the, a baptism that is a baptism that is identifying with Jesus and his death and resurrection. The baptism of John and the baptism that is coincides with Jesus, these are two different baptisms. And so what you end up happening here is you have these men who believe in Christ in part, but they actually, they have not had a, a, what we would call a saving faith. They have a hope, but but they're, they're still expectant. And so when Paul finds them, he explains the gospel to them. They are, this is their moment of salvation. This is when they, they actually are sealed and indwelt with and then baptized by the Holy Spirit. And that, that's what we see happening. This is not a this is not a prescriptive passage where we read it and we say, well, based on what happens here, Christians now, when we when we come to faith, we should now expect a second working of the Spirit that will actually then coincide with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. No, that, that's actually, uh, that, that's not what this is prescribing. This is describing a, a moment where these people come to faith and then in coming to faith, they, they receive the Spirit. And the reason I share this is because we just should be careful to distinguish the different workings of the Spirit and, and be careful to create a stratosphere of Christians where there are Christians that they have the Spirit and there, we believe that there are Christians that do not. That, that, that is not that's not accurate at all. That, that's actually a, a dangerous way of looking at it. And if we were to return back to this text, and if we were to compare it with this next passage, which is 1 Corinthians 12, 13. This is, this is the uh, only teaching passage in the New Testament about baptism of the, other, of the Holy Spirit. The other passages, the other six passages that actually mention this, they're all descriptive uh, or, or kind of narrative moments. This is the only teaching one. And here's what it says. It says, For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we're all made to drink of one spirit. Now this text, this text, this only teaching text about baptism of the Holy Spirit in the scripture, it, it, it actually talks about baptism of the Holy Spirit and that it is a baptism into the body, into the church. What this means then is when we see baptism of the Spirit in the, in the scripture, it's actually talking about this mystery that was revealed in Christ that generations beforehand did not know. And this mystery is that God was going to take the Jews and the Greeks, uh, the Jews and the Gentiles, and he was going to make something brand new. This brand new thing is his church, where they are one within the community. And so this text, it says, for in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. And then it looks at some distinguishing kind of categories, Jews or, or Greeks, slaves or free. We were all made to drink of one spirit. You see, baptism of the spirit, we've talked about this recently in, in our Sunday preaching, it is an immersion into the family, into the church, into the body of Christ. And, and there is no external requirement. It's not based on your ethnicity. It's not based on your social status or your economic status or your gender or your age. It is based completely on trusting in Jesus and his death and resurrection. This is why we have to properly understand when we speak of baptism of the Holy Spirit, we're not talking about a second working of God's Spirit in our lives, separated or disconnected from salvation, but we're actually talking about this simultaneous event 
when the Spirit takes us and places us into the body of Christ, into the church. And so this is, this is our ancient way for modern days. Our, our ancient way is simply to recognize when you are saved, when you hear and believe the gospel of your salvation, the Spirit doesn't just seal you. It doesn't just indwell you. The Spirit actually baptizes you into the, the church, into the body of Christ. And so I think we take hope in this as those who are Christians, knowing that we all have equal footing before God as those who are in the church because of the great work of Jesus Christ through his death and resurrection.